0: I genuinely thought that they killed Archie and I was like, oh, well, I'm fine with this. <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird way to go about it, but all right. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I like rooting heroes and feminist agendas and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. According to Buzzfeed, the Cole Sprouse tweet that I am most like is, Turn that frown upside down. Ah yes, there's that creepy smile we all fear. And my name is Brittany Ray, and I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, B.C. I'm on Twitter at Appritania, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. According to BuzzFeed, the cold spouse tweet I am is, nothing like accidentally ending a business call with love you, bye, hashtag watch my soul leave my mortal flesh. I have done that. <laughs> like, I've definitely accidentally said to, oh my god, the worst one is when someone says happy birthday to you, and then you just say happy birthday back. Yeah, or like you too." Yeah, and it's like... It's not, no, or someone. It's it's like saying "May the force be with you" and you also say "and also with you." <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, today we have words to say about episode one thirteen of Riverdale: the sweet hereafter. So, beginning with our thoughts from listeners, we got uh, something from Michelle at Lit Lady Loves HP who who confirmed that the bags that say HL were totally different bags. The one from way beginning of the season was black, and the one from last episode was brown. So that now makes sense now that we know that that was planted and was meant to frame Hiram. Great catch, though, because the black and the brown, Mm -hmm. that was not obvious. (sighs) Okay, so there was a lot going on. (laughs) That's an understatement. So I've got a whole list of things to go through but first of all there's this tiny storyline that didn't really fit anywhere else that was literally just Hermione fired all the serpents Fred was like they stood by us we're supposed to be partners and then Hermione wants to buy out Fred so that he doesn't work on the contract anymore and he says he'll consider it and then later in the episode Fred turns down Hermione's offer what the hell happened to Hermione? I don't know, but suddenly she's like, I am the shadiest. And she's, like, not really participating in any of the, like, parenting of the kids or worried about Veronica. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just all about idiot Hiram, and I was just like, uh, where did her character go? Yeah, I dislike this. It's uh, a little inconsistent, considering from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, I liked Hermione, and now I don't care. Mm -hmm. And... From the beginning of the season, I didn't like Alice, and now I love Alice. Yeah. What a turnaround. Yeah. Um, so our first real storyline that we're going through is, uh, Cheryl, and pretty much what happens is they're, like, Clifford's funeral was supposed to be, like, the most grand funeral in Riverdale history, and instead he was buried, like, a nobody. Do you think they buried him in the Thornhill Cemetery? I mean, almost certainly, right? Yeah. Or... Yeah, hmm. Did they, or was Penelope like, uh, you not invited? Well, that's what I was wondering, so I was like, would they even give him the dignity of being buried at Thornhill? Right. I don't even know. Mm, Me either. So, Cheryl's crying, and Penelope's like, why are you crying? You hated him. It's like, because her dad died, you insensitive prick. Yeah, because she keeps losing her entire family. Penelope is a loving and giving mother. (laughs) Yeah. She says that she thinks they're probably cursed, and it started with their, like, the whole grandpappy thing, and, like, nobody says the word grandpappy in real life, but okay. And then she's like, who's next? Me? You? And I'm like, why have we all forgotten about Nana Rose? Oh my god, I forgot about Nana Rose! What about Nana Rose? It's my job to remember her. It is your job, and also, where is Nana Rose? Did she care that Clifford died? Did she go to the funeral? Did she care? Also, did she die in the fire because they all forgot about her? Oh my God. Where's Nana Rose? Maybe Nana Rose left when like, maybe she left when like that Blossom family meeting was over. The last time we saw her was at Polly's baby shower. Was that before or after that? Uh, that was before that. Okay, maybe then. Not sure. I wish we had been told that so we don't have to stress about Nana Rose dying in a fire. Yeah, like there's like the TV line thing that's like possible deaths. And Fred is now on there, which we'll talk about later, and I'm very p- pup set, But no. also I'm like, why isn't Nana Rose on that list? <laughs> Robin, the only one who keeps track of Nana Rose. <laughs> so Penelope's thinking maybe Clifford had the right idea. And I'm wondering if this is Cheryl's first thought about being like, hmm, maybe yeah. I think, like, Penelope... I don't know, but like, I feel like she was trying to put that thought in Cheryl's head. You think she was trying to? Yeah, it oh. was really dark. Like, who says that to a teenager? Yeah. So it, I kind, I kind of wonder if she was trying to plant that behavior in Cheryl's head. I, I don't a hundred percent know, but it is something that I, I wonder. And then it just totally backfired on her. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, um, this is awkward. I thought you were gonna die, and instead, you set the house on fire." Okay. All my stuff is in there. Yeah, like, all my fancy jewelry is in there. All of Clifford's weird Mm -hmm. wigs. All of the brooches! Oh, not all of them. Not all of them, that's true. Juggy has one. Speaking of Cheryl, like, giving things away, she (laughs) decides to leave the Vixens and gives Veronica her HBIC shirt. I love that shirt, and I'm glad that Veronica has it. But I feel like Cheryl's gonna want it back. (laughs) And Veronica's just like the best human because she says it like Veronica could already tell. Yeah. So she says if you need anything, let me know. And then later in the episode, Veronica's the one that Cheryl texts. I think Veronica is the closest person Cheryl actually has to a friend. I think so too. I want to see way more of their friendship next season. And you can tell that Cheryl actually does want help because she does reach out to somebody. Yeah, that that's like The last ditch effort. But either way, Cheryl says she's sorry for, like, hurting Jughead and gives him her spider brooch. And now she has, like, a brooch that has cherries on it. And she says you can sell it. And I'm like, how expensive is this? Because she's like, it could keep you in burgers and S-T-shirts for years. And I'm like, really? She's like that rich person who doesn't know what things cost. Yeah. What? How much could a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars? Ten dollars? Yeah, yeah. But either way, Jackhead totally keeps it. Oh, heck yes. I hope he wears it. Just be like, yeah, this is fashion, yeah, actually. that would be so cute. He shows up to, like, a serpent meeting. He's like, yeah, this is fashion. This is me now. Take it or leave it. And then, since Veronica's there, she's the one who says, Cheryl, are you sure you're okay? Like, what's going on? And then Cheryl's, like, about to say something, but then Kevin shows up. <laughs> I love Cheryl's face when everyone runs away. She's like, okay. Okay. Okay, bye the next the next thing that happens in that storyline is that cheryl really wants to stay home from school and penelope won't let her let her stay home from school she's had a hard day and then the next time is just that she's laying out her white dress i hate penelope i need you to know this Mhm. Mm-hmm. i hate her she's a bad mom i know um cheryl texts veronica and says thanks for trying i'm going to be with jason now and she's i guess she's out there like making uh, making the hole in the ice herself and then they do this thing yeah. where they're saying we can't all go out there because it'll be too much weight but then she falls in and literally everyone books it there were so and many they don't stupid things about this scene this scene was just like stupid oh detail my after stupid detail it looks like she's like maybe gonna go back. It looks like she has like a little bit of hope saying, oh, people did come to save me, cool. And then she falls in and then gets caught up by the current. Archie starts punching the ice, Archie. What the hell? My dude, do you really think that your arm and your fist is stronger than your leg and your foot with a shoe on it? Why do kick, you- You kick ice. You can't do ice. Not punch ice. Why didn't he use his leg? And why didn't the others all pile in and go, oh, yeah, maybe we should help. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they were all just standing there watching it going, Archie, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, why are you standing there looking and not helping? It made no sense. And then friggin Betty just starts screaming, we need help. And I'm like, you have a cell phone. Who can hear you right now? No, no one. No one can hear her because she's <laughs> no out. One. On a lake that is blanketed by snow. There- sound- I have so much frustration. Either way, KJ broke his hand in this scene. For reals? Okay, so then he starts to bleed because obviously don't punch ice. And then Cheryl has this vision where she sees Jason. And it's terrifying. And then Archie gives her mouth to mouth and she's alive and- all is well question mark <laughs> i guess so we have on the cw two different suicide attempts in at slash suicide moments in one week yeah and i feel like this one was not a, a i don't know it's weird because when i watched this one i didn't feel anything like weird at all i was just like okay what do you mean like i just like it didn't hit any of my oh this is wrong like buttons i was oh. just like Oh, okay, so I guess they're doing this now. Oh. I don't know, what do you think? I'm still not sure what you mean. Like, do you mean like, oh no, I don't want Cheryl to die wrong? Or do you mean like, they're doing this in a not nice way wrong? Or what do you mean? I think I mean like, I don't think it was as disrespectfully handled as Jasper's death. Mm. Like, I, I, I guess when they explored it, it was like, they were doing, like, the melodrama of a teen, and there's, like, there's a lot of issues around, like, just choosing to have, like, a teenager suddenly want to kill herself, but... hmm I just feel like when I watched it, I wasn't like, oh my god, this is terrible. When I watched it, I was like, oh, alright, so this is happening. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay just because I could see throughout the episode the, the lead-up to it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they... I feel like in... One episode, they built up Cheryl's logic for this more than they did Jasper's for two seasons. hmm So Cheryl burned down Thornhill. Because she is a dramatic, extra-ass angel. I don't think I could ever. I mean, all your stuff's in there. Wait, are you saying that you couldn't dramatically put on... Like an A-line beautiful white dress and then hold a candelabra and stand in front of a fire and wait for your mom to come home before announcing that you're going to set the whole house on fire? No, because my stuff's in there. I really love my stuff. Wow, you are not on Cheryl's level. No, definitely not. Oh, I, well, I learned something about you today and it's that you Mm -hmm. value, you value everything. Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably an important thing. Meanwhile, Cheryl's like, yeah, I don't want any of this. <sighs> I'm like, where are you gonna live, though? Right? And also, now that gorgeous bed of hers is gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sad about that. And the roosters are sad, too. So now we're moving on to uh, stuff that has to do with Betty. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, first of all, Hal is back. What the hell? Yay. Why is Hal back? I don't know, it makes no sense. Why is he even allowed in that house? Like, Alice is like, now that you've told us the truth about how garbage our family is, I forgive you. And it's like, okay, but you were still absolutely horrible to everyone and tried to, like, do really bad things to Polly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so Betty is hurting her hand with her nails again. And she's saying that her whole family's ignoring everything and that's not communication they have uh, communication what's that they don't do that in the cooper household never heard of never heard of it that's that's the blossom part of them still trucking through (laughs) Mm -hmm. betty wants to write this article that's like about fp and she wants to put it on the register they read it and she's like this is your best article ever but we don't want to publish it because you could get hurt which i understand i understand that perfectly and they're like, there have been attacks on the south side and we don't want you to be a target and it's like, hey, these are all really reasonable worries for a parent mm-hmm. but unfortunately Betty is a teenager in a CW show so she's going to rebel and yes, so she posted she is. on the Blue and Gold website and then the next day it's passed out physically and my favorite part is Veronica talking about the Bechdel test, but it's like that's not important I like that Riverdale's like, we are going to acknowledge our tropes so that we can flaunt them in any way we see fit. And I'm like, no, you don't get a pass just because you're aware of these things. Yeah. Polly mentions that she really misses normal things and they're like, then come back. I don't see the problem with that. Yeah, me neither. I don't get it. I have a question for you about Polly, though. Okay. Did you ever expect that Polly was a river vixen? Uh, didn't they say that at the beginning? Well, yeah, but I couldn't, like... Oh, yeah, I never could, I couldn't, like, picture it after we met her. Yeah. Like, all of the conflicting stories about Polly, it's like, she's supposed to be this, like, rebellious, badass, like, like, borderline south side kind of girl, and it's like, oh, wait, no, she just, she wears hairbands and cheers for the vixens and got knocked up with her cousin's twins. Yuck. Party hardy. Anyway, so then Kevin's like, "We have to go to Betty's locker," and then there's a message on it in blood and a hanging Betty doll, and that's problematic. That's um, that's gonna be really hard to get off. Well, I mean, what's nice about it is that you only really have to take down the paper, cause the oh, blood is so, yeah, on the paper. That's a good point. So whoever decided to send Betty death threats was like at least considerate of the cleanup. Yeah. 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 Archie going, like, where the hell do you get pig's blood? And I'm like, Archie, have you ever been to a butcher? (laughs) Like, that's where you get pig's blood. You ask nicely? Yeah, you'd be like, hey, any pig's blood. You can get that from a butcher. They'd be like, cool. That sounds totally plausible. Yeah. Jughead's really worried about Betty and she's saying it was just one jerk and he's like, I don't belong here and we're like, got it. But also, like, who do you think did it? I don't know. I have, like, I feel like it was probably just some random. I don't think it was anyone we knew, otherwise we would know. Okay. Polly ends up spilling all the beans, and Betty's all like, I'm sick of secrets! And then asks Alice a bajillion questions. Like, she doesn't actually like that she's dating Jughead, and then she wants to talk about the fight at Homecoming that FP was talking about, and she said something about how Hal kept this really destructive secret, And so now, how many secrets is Alice keeping? And it's, like, it's totally fair of Betty to want these answers, because at that point, like, she doesn't... We don't know what the secret is, and Betty doesn't know what the secret is, so Mm -hmm. we're all like, yes, Betty! And then you find out what the secret is, and you're like, yikes, Betty! (laughs) Yeah. The secret is that Alice was pregnant, and then she went to the nuns, and Betty has... Betty and Polly have this secret brother... And he was put up for adoption, and it was like the biggest regret of her life. And he should be around his mid twenties now. So, hello, season two plotline. Yes, I'm very excited. I mean, you know, every time we see any character like in their main twenties, now we're going to be like, is that him? Is that him? Is that him blonde person. Yeah. Is it? Is it finally him? Be here. What's your name? The next thing in the storyline is Covergirl. <laughs> we are sponsored. By Covergirl, I wish we were sponsored by Covergirl. Yeah, hook me up with some mascara, ladies. so she puts on mascara and then immediately cries it off because her and Jughead are probably going to be pulled apart. Hey, but that waterproofness though. Yeah, it's really important to wear waterproof mascara before you cry a lot. Exactly, it's genius. Uh, so Betty does her speech and Jughead shows up and then you know she has this newfound confidence and it's beautiful. And she's talking about and what her is her hair is down. Yeah. It looks pretty. Archie is mention. Riverdale. Kevin is Riverdale. Veronica is Riverdale. FP is Riverdale. Jughead's Riverdale. And so is Cliff. And she's talking about how we all have to do better. And honestly, I expected oh, a more dramatic speech than this. I expected that. And I also expected her to be like, Josie is Riverdale, too. Because it's like, isn't Josie supposed to be like a serious regular main character? Who's Josie. We don't- Josie has not had a single plotline this season. The only plotline she had was about her dad, and that was for one episode, and then we forgot about it. And then she just disappeared. Why isn't Josie, like, part of the gang, too? Her mom has more screen time than her. Literally, though! I will forever complain about the lack of Josie in this season. Val got more screen time than Josie! That's really confusing! That's true. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Betty's speech was, like, it was rousing, but at the same time, it was like, okay, it was necessary, but girl, it did not have a great ending. Mm -hmm. You just kind of trailed off mid-sentence. Yeah. It's just, like, an awkward silence, and then Jughead starts to clap, and then everyone claps, and they're standing ovation, and we're like, got it, cool. So I guess that was a good speech. I guess, yeah. The show wants us to know that that was a good speech. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Jughead plotline time. Problem's like, I only care about this. I only care about the beginning of this. The ending perplexes me. Okay. Okay. So I just wanted to point out the fact that Jughead says literal cliffhanger. And like, how did we not think of that joke? I'm furious that we did not think about that joke. Yeah, it was right there. It's such a dark joke. I am loving these parallels between Jughead and Alice, though. What do you mean? Like. Oh, like, at, like, intrepid reporters? Yeah, and, like, they both, like, take a drink at the same time. Yeah. And, like It's just interesting because later in the episode, she's, like, I, doesn't even really like Jughead, but they're so similar. And it's, like, if she actually really tried to get to know Jughead and spoke to him on, like, the same level that, like, they both understand, which is writing, they mm-hmm. would get along like a house on fire. <laughs> Good one. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Thornhill on fire. mansion on fire yeah you know they say that you're supposed to find somebody to marry who's just like your dad but i guess sometimes they're just like no no that oedipal complex i hate you right now (laughs) so if darkhead has to find someone to marry just like his dad (laughs) no his would be like his mom so absent and an asshole Mm mm-hmm okay that's not Betty. They're not, I guess they're not really soulmates. So we learned that Mustang was killed by Cliff and Hiram was framed and they make a literal Scooby-Doo reference. I was so excited. Me too. It would, we would have got away with it too if it weren't for you pestering kids. Literally. Literally. The sheriff's like, hey, are the serpents selling in town? And FP's like, only weed. And I'm like, why would the sheriff not know that? yeah exactly Sheriff Keller maybe not the best at his job the next thing is that Jughead's like kind of talking about this storyline at the lunch table and they've got these shots that are like spinning around the table and I love that crap um, cool. but Kevin is like there are more drugs on the streets it's, it kind of annoys me that they keep painting Kevin as like okay guys but please don't be mad at my dad because he's just doing his job and they keep being like oh my god Kevin shut up And it's like, he is just doing his job, though. I know. Like, I love that Kevin is defending his dad, and they keep being like, okay, Kevin, but we don't like what's going on, and so we're going to be mean to him in front of you. Scooby and the gang would never do that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they have more respect than that. Either way, then Jughead's like, it's not The Wire, which is a crime drama TV show from the early 2000s. I think everyone knows what The Wire is. I know. I'm just (laughs) checking. Okay. Like, what's the preeminent, like, cop show of our time? It's the Wire. So now there's a social worker that's come to the Andrews residence. And she Ugh. has pearls on, by the way. So the key here is to only trust one person in pearls, and that's Veronica. Fred says that he already offered, but he has a DUI and has money problems, and so kind of takes him out of the running. And there's a family on the south side that are willing to take him... Him in and, but he has to switch to a different school. Hey, you know what would solve Fred's money problems? Getting bought out? Yeah, selling to Hermione. Sad. Hmm. I don't know. That probably would have solved a whole lot of problems. Jughead eats a burger! Jughead ate a burger! Jughead ate a burger! Jughead ate a burger! He ate the burger. So, like, we predicted that he would do it in the season finale a couple episodes ago, so high fives for us. I just high-fived myself for real, but I pretended it was you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Veronica comes to sit with him, and he's like, we're both social pariahs, and they have something in common. And he's like, yeah, our dads are prison dads. And she's like, I was going to say we're dating our each other's best friends, but okay. I like that Veronica's constantly like, okay, just check, like, the attitude at the door, dude. Yeah. Be real with me here. Mm-hmm. So now Jughead's at Southside High. And there are, like, metal detectors in the back. What's weird to me is that Riverdale only has one restaurant, but has two school districts. Exactly! So, and it seems like both of the schools are pretty full. So maybe, maybe I was a little out of line by saying that there can't be two big ginger families in Riverdale. Yeah, apparently it's a lot bigger than people think it is. Because it's way bigger than we thought it was. But also, like, it was so, it's continually messed up that they do, like, the divide between, like, gentrified, like, rich Riverdale and, Mm -hmm. like, Southside, like, supposed to be, like, gross Riverdale. When, like, honestly, like, the high school that they were in that was supposed to be, like, the Southside High School looked way more like most high schools. Yeah. I have never seen a high school that looks like Riverdale High in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. And why is, why is one of them get to be called Riverdale High and the other one has to be called a smaller part of Riverdale High? <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, what should we name this one? I don't know, like, where is it geographically on a map? Yeah. But you can't name it Riverdale, so, like, just name it, like, a direction, I guess. That, yeah. Yeah. All three of them, like, Betty... Archie and Veronica are like, well, we gotta go, and they do a legit hallway slide. Oh my god, how cool was that? I mean, it was cool, but I was like, what? Is I this loved goes- it. It was so Breakfast Club. It was very Breakfast Club. Was that supposed to be a Molly Ringwald joke? What they were doing there? I kind of assumed it was like you know, like throwback '80s, like fun '80s adventure yeah. movie. I just
1: I loved thought, it. like,
0: are you really in that much of a hurry? Yeah, they were, oh and gosh. also style. I've never done a hallway slide before. Maybe I just don't know. Maybe you're just not living. So Jughead's, like, sitting with the Scaries with his book the and scaries. his fries. And I like the Scaries. <laughs> I like the Scaries, too. <laughs> and then the trio walk right through the metal detectors. Like, the metal detectors are just for the beginning of school, and then you can just come in. Like, if a kid wants to bring a knife to school, maybe he'll just be, you know, a tad tardy for homeroom. Apparently. And that's fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. Also, like, I guess American schools actually have those. I, I mean, I've seen that before on TV shows, so maybe. I've never seen a metal detector at a school. Not, no, I haven't either. Not in real life, at least. But, like, all of those kids had, like, jackets, like, full of, like, metal and stuff. Like, what is that, what is a metal detector gonna do in a school full of jeans? True. You are right. Asking the real questions here. <laughs> If I can't go through TSA with a single bobby pin in my hair, how are these kids gonna get through anything? I know, one time I had a $20 bill in my pocket, and I got stopped. How the hell did that set it off? I don't know. I have questions. Eh, whatever. So Jughead tells a- he like looks like he's being antagonized, but then everyone laughs because he made a funny joke and it's adorable. I like that Jughead tried more on, like, one day of school here than he ever did at, like, his entire lifetime at Riverdale High. And he's saying, I blend in better here, and then he and Betty hug, and they have a nice moment. It's like, you gotta let me go, Betty. My aesthetic actually fits so much better here. This is, like, a way bigger scene, but I didn't have a whole lot to say about it. Why? I don't know. There just wasn't anything new in it. True. Other than, like, making fun of Jughead's, like, continual yeah yeah that's that's about it yeah i always just assume you have so many jughead thoughts not today Those are for the end <laughs> i i don't even like really want to talk about it i know i'm sorry how much anyway so fp says he won't snitch jughead says that his foster family is really nice and fp's like i'm more innocent than i am guilty and now i have to work f- like answer for it please be there for Jellybean and your mom, and Jughead's like, I'll do my best, and he's like, I know you will, and it's cute. Be there for Jellybean and your mom, even though your mom completely denied you a home. Yeah. I, no. Jughead's mom, no. She doesn't get to experience Jughead. She's out of the club. She literally was just like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, our spare bedroom is really more of my craft room at this point, so I guess you're just gonna have to go to a... Foster family. You don't mind, do you? Yeah, that makes no I mean, honestly, like it's better for the show that he just moved across town rather than move to Toledo, but, but also his mom could have come back mm-hmm. with jelly bean. Yeah. I want jelly bean for next season. Yeah. Jackhead's like, here I cleaned the trailer, takes off his hat, they exchange I love yous, and then s- some other things happen. It's <laughs> I'm just- Robin's like. Bleh not super pleased the only thing i noticed about this scene is that i'm always super jealous of girls who have like really really well-fitting bras can't relate cannot relate because like when your boobs are a certain size you don't get the nice pretty bras the it's just funny because in this like one moment within like 30 seconds all four of our leads have their shirts off well, it's finale time. You gotta hit that nudity quota, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't think that's a thing, but on the CW, I think that might be a thing. I had more thoughts on this, but I just don't- Like, I'm just not in the freaking mood. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about it. It sucks. What, like, about the the hookups or about the the thing? What do you mean? Like, about Jughead. I'm just sad. I'm sorry. I would be sad, too, but, like, at least he's still alive, and I have some theories, so when we get there, like, I have some theories. Well, we're here. Oh, okay, so, okay, so, Juggy puts the jacket on, right? And he looks really pleased with himself, Mm -hmm. and I think it's because he saw an opportunity to, like, it's, it's like a scheming sort of thing, right? It's not, like, actually joining the Serpents. I think he has an agenda. Oh, you think he's gonna be, like, a double agent? yeah i mean he is a writer why would you not take that opportunity to get right into the belly of the beast yeah i think it would be like really good like i mean he's a scooby in the gang member right like if you have a chance to put a costume on they're gonna do it right do you want to talk about the dog what which dog hot dog the the dog hot dog the dog yes i do want to talk about the dog hot dog he's here get a load of that dog he exists, That's- and he's here. And he's adorable! And he's exactly what we wanted. And he's a good dog. And the guy who hol- who's holding him is the guy who stole his fries from school. I like that Jughead made friends like that. He made, okay, to be fair, he made friends, like, just the same friends. He's just, like, he's got the main guy with the dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, some other, like, lackeys. But mostly it's just, like, the main guy with the dog. Mm-hmm. Who wears a special jacket. Yeah. Yeah. That's fancy. Yeah. So they're like, FP didn't snitch on us, and we respect that, so we, we're we gonna help you out. And Betty's pupset about it. And I'm like, sucks for you, Betty. I'm really mad at her right now for no freaking reason. So it's literally gonna be, like, a double agent reveal, like, the second next season opens. It, yeah. Like, you're gonna spend the whole summer thinking, like, oh my god, Jughead's gone to the bad side, and then they're gonna open up and be like, JK, guys, do you really think we do that to Jughead? Yeah. I know these things in my bones. Just like how they're gonna open up next season and be like, Fred's in the hospital, but he's stable. Ugh, I feel so gross about this. <laughs> Why? You know all this stuff. Ugh. Like, ugh. Genuinely, have, you when have I was watching your it, thoughts. when uh-huh. I was watching it, and I saw what they were doing, I it, like it was. It, it this just keeps happening. What do you mean? They just keep taking them away. What like jugheads like? Yeah. Yeah. I think like a lot of like. Jughead frustration comes down to the fact that he's still not the representation that he's supposed to be and I'm so every sucked. blow I'm getting upset know, about a- it again and I didn't want to It's okay to get upset that's what we're here for What about it was so upsetting? Like all of it Robin you must articulate your feelings on a podcast I don't know I, I feel like I had to go somewhere immediately after the episode ended I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I just had this feeling, and I've- the- the only time that I- I've ever felt that feeling is, like, after I've just been, like, dumped. Like, I just- Oh! Ugh, it felt awful. It's like a sense of loss. hmm Okay. Well, then, I definitely think that it's important, like, I really don't think he's actually joined the serpents. That's not what <laughs> I'm upset about. Okay, then what are you actually upset about? I'm upset that they're taking away the rep. Oh, um, because he was going to have sex with Betty? Yeah. You know. Oh, you have to be clear. I wasn't sure what you were talking about. No, I like that he's being a serpent. I think that's cute. <laughs> oh my God. I had no idea. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> well, this is a major continued failure on this show's part. They just, they, the fact that they don't care is infuriating. And it wasn't like it just sucks because this isn't something I made up like it was on the no! hundred. This is something that I, we were supposed to have and was taken away from us. This was something that was canon in the source material. Like realistically you can't... realistically yeah. he still could be and he could be demi for sure. But that's mm-hmm. still it's just not helpful. And I mean, all I really want to say is just that I implore anybody to please just, like, tweet the writers or something and tell them how much this means to people. Yeah, tweet. Like, there's a lot of really great articles. Always boost those up to be, like, this is the kind of representation that people want to see. Because I don't see myself on television and it sucks. Yeah. And it's bold because... In a fair world where, like, people had actually paid attention to the source material that they had, you would have that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I hate you, Riverdale writers. You made Robin cry. Yeah, go on my Twitter and and, and look at all the pictures of me crying when the episode aired. I was <laughs> she really She texted afraid. me, she texted me, like, this series of emotions, and one of them was just her sobbing, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> it's like, who died? Ugh. But I thought it was because Juggy had joined the serpents. I didn't know that it was the other thing. No. That's so much worse. I'm so sorry. Eh. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Um Archie? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about idiot. Okay, so Fred is sad and they're saying that all this crap is not over and they're all still in it. Archie and Betty are called to the office and she's like, you guys represent Riverdale. And I'm like, oh, these straight white people (laughs) who look like perfect people? Okay. And Veronica only just got there. Yeah. And then she's like, what about Jughead? And she's like, oh, um, whatever. (laughs) She's like, but you guys are heroes. Yeah. And Betty's like, I'm not gonna so... do it without Jughead there. And Jughead's like, I don't really care that much. Yeah, I like that, like, Betty was like trying to be noble and like stand up for Jughead. Jughead's like, why do you think I would want to do this? Yeah. No part of my cool kid exterior could be represented by this. Archie makes sure that Betty is actually okay with him dating Veronica, and that's really nice, and she says that she is. Archie says, and I quote, a little part of me always thought and then got like trailed off. And so I'm like, bro, like, what? What? Why does he continue to mess with her? It's so annoying. Archie's the guy who doesn't know what he wants, but then he gets what he thinks he wants. Can you just be happy in your relationship, please? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't think this is what I wanted. And it's like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Stop messing with all of these girls. He's so annoying. (laughs) Val suffered from Archie being indecisive syndrome, and now Veronica is, and I'm just not, I'm not here for it. I think Betty knows what he's trying to say, too, and she's just sh- pretty much shutting him down. Which, thank God. Mm-hmm. Because Betty deserves so much better. Veronica deserves better. Everyone deserves better than Archie Andrews. Yep. Josie says that she likes his song and that he's really improving, but she's like, we ain't gonna sing it, though, because and my mom already approved a song called Astronaut, which I'm sure was just so much better than what actually was sung. A song named Astronaut is always going to be better than anything Archie wrote. That's what I'm thinking. I know this. Archie, try and write a song called Astronaut and we'll actually listen to it. Yeah, and make it about space. Yes, please. Then Archie goes to FP and says, you need to spill all of the stuff so that Jughead can stay with them. FP's like, the serpents will step up and make sure that Jughead doesn't pull away from you because he will try- and Archie and Betty really need to stick with him, and he, he, something, I wrote the note, darkness. Something about, like, Hello, he is dark- the darkness, mild. or he's uh-huh. seen darkness, or he feels darkness, or don't let him go into the darkness, or something like that. A lot of darkness happening here. Yeah. Then Archie's angry because he feels helpless, and Fred says, sometimes you can help just by showing up. And that's well really profound, I think. Archie, welcome to all of us watching you have to be the protagonist of this show. <laughs> yeah. Also, my favorite thing is that Archie was like, I've been showing up all year. And I'm like, when? <laughs> <laughs> but when, though? When did you show up at all? You ditched Betty in mm-hmm. the first episode, and then you dated your teacher, and then you ignored the main plot for half the season. Ugh. When did you show up, Archibald? when? Show us on I guess the he showed up to Jason's funeral in a jacket looking like Jason Ugh. actually the person he showed up for most I'm gonna give him credit for this is probably Cheryl yeah so then later he's like playing the guitar with his like brokey hand and Archie's like Veronica I like Betty as a friend don't worry about it and I just saw their relationship and thought I want to be that with Veronica and I'm like uh okay That's, that sounds fake whatever, I guess. And I then don't think he's telling the truth. Veronica and Archie start making out and the pussycats come in and I'm like, does anyone have any respect and compassion for Valerie? Why does Archie not care about Val's feelings? It's so upsetting. Like, you could see her face because like, even if the writers just wrote her in and didn't really care about it, like, the actor knows that she would be hurt by that. And so you can see it in her face, but she can't do anything about it because it wasn't written. Yeah, she's got like um, a very closed off stance, like hands in front of herself, like really. Yeah. She's there, but she's like watching it and unhappy. She did a really great job. So then they're like, "We'll sing your song, Archie," and the mayor's like, "Uh." Okay. It's like, wow, Val is a much bigger person than Archie ever deserved. Question: Veronica's still a part of the Pussycats? Question mark i guess not well she doesn't have any ears but like she she's up there singing um i don't know it's weird listen logic is not this show's strong suit i know okay thoughts on the actual song i didn't honestly they didn't like put enough emphasis on it for it to have any impact at all on me (laughs) yeah and and the bits that i did hear, i was like "Eh."
1: Like, okay sounds like astronaut would
0: probably be better (laughs) 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 but whatever what was the song even about? It was supposed to be like for his friends, about his friends, but like I didn't even get that from it. He wasn't even friends with his friends for half the season, and he and Jughead fell out for a mysterious reason during right. the summer. Yeah, and I guess the the mysterious reason was that they were gonna go on a road trip and didn't, and then they both acted like huge drama queens about it. Which, as I'm saying, it actually sounds perfect for teenage boys, so that's believable. Okay, did you notice Archie's weird moment with Mel? No. There was this moment where he looked back, and the camera racked focus to Mel, and then they, like, looked at each other, and then he turned back around all smiley. And I'm like, who on this stage- can anyone raise their hand? Who on this stage is not planning on or has not dated Archie Andrews? What's oh my that? god. I'm looking. Josie? <laughs> That's it? <gasps> Josie would never. I don't even- I don't even know. It was a weird moment though. And I was like, not you. We've just had a nice moment. No. And then he looks back at Betty and I'm like, stop. Why aren't you having a moment with your actual girlfriend? Because he's a fool. Ugh. I think it was just supposed to be like a nice moment of like bonding with Riverdale, but I'm like one, gross. Two, Josie clearly likes girls. So like, yeah, yeah. Still waiting on that Josie Cheryl storyline. Yeah, where did that go? That could have been so cool, actually. Yes. I know it just ha- existed in our heads, but yeah. I want it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're all chilling at Pops, and Betty has a vanilla milkshake, and Jughead has a strawberry milkshake, and Archie has a chocolate milkshake, and Veronica also has a chocolate milkshake, but it kind of looks like extra chocolate, so it's, like, maybe, like, a dark chocolate milkshake, or maybe it's just a regular milkshake, and I just don't see colors. That was a lot of thoughts all at once yeah. about milkshakes. What I did want to say, though, about, those thoughts? about uh-huh. this moment... Is that Jughead says, and we all felt really safe in that booth, right? Oh, how the tables have tabled. And where does Fred Andrews sit? The very next morning, in that fricking booth. In that freaking booth, and guess what? He ain't safe. Listen, I I thought that like we had an understanding that Fred would be fine all the time. That's what I thought too. Like, did we not? I Was don't even... everything a lie? i don't know i'm sad why did the writers hurt us this way he was the only good parent okay we were gonna talk about this now but i want to like go through veronica's storyline really quick so we can talk about this last okay okay because i don't i'm like so 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 i'm gonna cry yeah yeah Yeah. okay so Hiram is coming back at the end of the month and then smithers and everything has to be perfection smithers smithers is like oh my god my best friend is coming back (laughs) yay veronica's like we need to tell betty the truth it's really important And I'm like, that's nice. Okay. Veronica is such a good person. Archie doesn't deserve her. (laughs) So then Veronica tells Betty and she has to stand up. She has to stand up to make this important announcement. And I'm like, but why? Because it is very important that she make herself very visible and the only target. Okay. Sure. So then Betty's like, I love her. She's like, literally, she's standing on ceremony because she's a good girl. (laughs) Um, Betty's like, I don't really care. And then later, Veronica has to make sure that Betty is actually cool with it, which is nice, because Archie and Veronica both separately say, are you sure? Yeah, they're both really good. And, like, oh, here's the kind of gross thing about it, is once Betty gives her blessing, you can kind of see Archie pull away. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, what's this it's about But I wanted it to be forbidden. That's exactly what he wanted. I forbidden like, forbidden that, stuff. That's what he had with Miss Grundy. Yeah so yuck. okay super yuck next thing is that hermione wants veronica to manipulate archie what the hell happened to hermione i don't know but i'm upset veronica would never do that and hermione would know that veronica would never do that and then she's like yeah mom of course i'll do that and she's like yeah as long as you're in control and i'm like huh i mean i get that i'm a slytherin i'm like yeah smart move but also <laughs> i'm like, like what why- What part of that is relatable to Veronica? That's, like, old Veronica. And Hermione knows that old Veronica is gone. Exactly. Like, new Veronica took it upon herself to investigate her own dad's crime. Mm -hmm. Why would she turn around and then try and manipulate one of her friends? It doesn't make any sense, especially someone that she's really close to and is really important to her. They keep trying to, like, bend Hermione to do whatever, like, they need her to villain wise and it's like the same thing with cheryl is you don't know what hermione's personality is going to be on any given episode yeah that needs to stop then she's like fred and Hiram should not be together that's bad that's a bad plan and we're like okay it's like, whose fault is that hermione later archie is staring at betty and jughead while they're hugging and yeah we kind of already talked about this he has some feelings it's still snowing in vancouver now veronica has taken cheryl in And giving her some hot chocolate. And Hermione's like, um, what the heck? Nice. Why are you helping someone who is clearly in need? Yeah, that makes no sense. Hermione, of all people, would know that you cannot punish the child for the sins of the parent. Mm -hmm. And yet. Like, we literally, that was already a theme this season. But Hermione's like, um, what is that clearly distressed looking blossom doing in our house? (laughs) Exactly. And... And Cheryl's like, it's okay, I'll just go home. And at no point does Hermione go, oh, no, 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 I'm so sorry, you can stay. They just ignore her. That's so stupid! Hermione happily takes Ethel Yeah. True. But, guess if it's Cheryl, literally no one cares, which is really heartbreaking. Then Veronica's really mad with Hermione, obviously, and calls her Lady M, and it's a whole thing. It's a great, great burn. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, they go to Veronica's house, and he's like, what about your mom? And she's like, she mixed a bunch of alcohol and drugs, so that's probably what she's doing. And I'm like, I mean, honestly, that's still not a good enough answer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Don't, don't do that when your mom's there. Don't do that. That's such, like, a rich kid TB excuse. Like, oh yeah, she had a Valium and went to bed. I was like, what? When is, What? What? Y'all yeah. do not have permission to be that loud and gross just because your mom had a Valium and some wine. No, gross. Though I did yeah. love the line, she mixed her reds and her whites. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it's no shirt time for them, too. Great. Though I, I'm uncomfortable I re- during this whole thing. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed watching those two far more than I enjoyed watching the other two. Yeah. And also, I really liked that song, and now every time I hear that song, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Robin's like, okay, thanks a lot, Riverdale. Gross. I just don't think teens should be doing these things in that close proximity to their parents. Yeah. Slash, I don't want to watch teens do that on TV. No. No. Okay, so are you ready to talk about um, heartbreak? Like, literally always. Okay, cool. So, first of all, Archie wakes up. (laughs) She's like, it's okay, my mom won't hear us. But, like, at at what point did she go... But stay over anyway, and then she can just assume what happened in the morning. Right? <laughs> but he, he his cast is signed. Did you see that his cast was signed? Yes. Signed by all his friends. friends signed it. That was so I cute. Hope Jughead... So do you think Jughead signed his and, like, drew a little burger next to it? Important question. Was that a burger? I thought it was a crown. Wait, I didn't actually look. I was just theorizing that Jughead would have dr- drawn something next to it. Oh, he did. It was a crown. <laughs> That's awesome! Yeah, it was a crown on top. Good for Jughead and good for Brittany. Yeah. Good job. Um, he's like, <laughs> Thank I have to you. The pops for breakfast with my dad because that means he has to talk to me about something serious. And they never get to talk about it. <sighs> what was it? Do I don't know. Do you think he actually decided to sell it? Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. But either way, he gets there and he's called Casanova. So, like. I like that Fred's the parent that is, like, chill is, like, and, like. Fred is 100% that parent that is, like, well, as long as you're safe. Yeah. Then that's all that matters. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty enlightened, Fred. And then he's like, I ordered your usual. And, like, there's literally no one else there except for them, Pop, and then another waitress was there. Well, it's early morning, I guess. I guess, but, like, how early? It's like a Saturday um... or a, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, like, if Riverdale's as big as it apparently is, there should be more <laughs> people there. Like, where's the hipster, like, brunch crowd? This is apparently a really, really popular restaurant. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I love your, like, complete puzzlement at Pop Tate's popularity. It doesn't make sense. But he's like, I have to go and wash my hands. And I'm like, You have to it's wash like, your one hand. You're like, Why? What have you been doing? And then it's like, Ew. Well, the thing is that he's like, washing his hands, and it doesn't look at any point like he's only washing one of them. He's washing anything. both. I'm he's
1: like, 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 You, I broke my you hand. can't
0: do that. You can't get your gas away, you fool. And, like, here he goes, and he's looking into the mirror, and he's so happy with his life, and I'm like, oh, this cannot last. Yeah, the minute your main character starts smiling about five minutes before the end of the finale, you should probably get, like, really worried. Mm Mm-hmm. So, then, Pops is being, like, robbed, I guess. Fred's like, Archie, don't come out, and then... Fred stands up and then Archie runs in front of him and then there's a shot. And I genuinely thought that they killed Archie. And I was like, oh, well, I'm fine with this. (laughs) Weird, weird way to go about it, but all right. I genuinely was like, oh, is Archie dead? But then as soon as they showed who actually got shot, I was like, no, wait. Nope, this isn't what I wanted. It's like the show knew that that was going to be the more heart-wrenching thing. Mm Mm-hmm. You're like, why kill Archie when you could, like, put Fred in danger? Everyone loves Fred! Displeased. (laughs) But at the same time, it's great, like, drama stakes, because the thing that I really loved about this scene is that Archie tried to jump in front of his dad. Yeah, and I genuinely thought they shot Archie. Yeah, like, Archie loves his dad, and I really love the bond between them, because a lot of shows don't really portray the bond between parent and child like that goes the same way where it's completely ride or die especially if you have like a single parent yeah like i just i really like that moment for archie that that art that moment for archie actually really made me like him a lot because i would do the exact same thing if someone archie's just this big gryffindor guy yeah like if someone pulled a gun on my mom 100 percent i would be in front of the bullet that's interesting because i feel like there's a very small amount of people that i would do that for but my mom is one of them absolutely it's ride or die Mm -hmm. Clark Griffin can't relate (laughs) um oh shoot I had one other thing to say nope it's gone okay either way Jughead's narration says the last bit of innocence died so that was he's not saying Fred died he's saying now since everyone loves Pop Tates because someone defiled Pop Tates everything's gone to crap is what I took out of it and they like shot the nicest guy in riverdale yeah and he said it was anything but random so the the identity of that guy will obviously be revealed then i hope so but also do you think fred will die because i don't they did not hit him anywhere that was like super fatal right no, they hit him, like, just enough to be like, ooh, cliffhanger, what's gonna yeah. happen next season? Guess you're gonna have to come back and find out. And I'm like, I mean, he's a series regular, so I think he's okay. And yeah. there's been no press release that he's leaving, so yeah, pretty sure he's fine. That's my favorite thing about, like, new media now is, like, you only know if a character's dead if there's been, like, some kind of announcement on EntertainmentWeekly.com. <laughs> or if they tweet out salty tweets. <laughs> yeah so either if you're devin bostick or isaiah washington on the hundred yeah yep exactly i also peace out to both of them devin you did a great job isaiah you also did a great job but you're mean to teenage girls on twitter yeah i was gonna say bye guys <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for our segments and my first segment is called asexual jughead question mark question mark question mark eh. next i want to injure this show for making you cry so much it was rough. I'm upset. Oh, this just, it sucks because this has happened before. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt any less. And it will they'll just continue to do it until yeah. s- they finally freaking listen. So I'm hoping next season, optimistically, that maybe they start to explore it more. Yeah. Yeah. And my segment is called, did to eat a burger? Yeah. Yeah, he did eat a burger. He did. He did a burger. Yes. I don't know what my new segment's gonna be now because he finally ate a burger like on screen in like in frame obviously. You you have time to think about it. <laughs> Thank you. I will, I will come up with something in this long hiatus in front of us. Uh, now it's time for our best line award. So my best line award this week uh, doesn't actually go to a line it goes to a shot. So my favorite shot was it was like a slow motion shot of Cheryl staring at a burning building and Penelope crying in the background and like hitting her and like her not giving a crap. And it was awesome. I have the perfect summation of that image. Are you ready? Yeah. Some women just want to watch the world burn. Literally. Literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my best line award goes to Jughead for. Kevin, relax. This is the wire. What a guy he's got jokes. All right, now we're gonna do A River to a Mad Lib. Robin, are you ready to give me a lot of grammar things? I will try my best. Okay. This one is called Campfire Stories. Okay. I need a plural noun. Crap, I thought I was better at this than I actually am. Plural noun, metal, metal detectors. Obscure as hell, man. I also thought when you said crap, I was like, no, you can't pick crap. That's not plural. It's not plural. All right, I need an adjective. Adjective. Let's go with scrappy. Ooh, that's good. Um plural noun. Plural noun. I've got I've got a noun once I need just a regular one. I'm going to go with serpents. Ooh, that's a good one. Adjective. Adjective, depressed. Yep, that works. Adjective, angry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need a noun. Make Ice. it a good one. All right. Okay. Uh, last name of the person in room. Um, I'm gonna go with Cooper. Good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. Last name of person in room. We need another one. Lodge. Ooh, a place. Riverdale. (laughs) Last name of person in the room. Andrews. This is fun. I just get the name names. (laughs) Part of the- Yeah, it's an easy one. Part of the body. Chest. Type of liquid. Milkshake. I knew you were typing that. I was like, I'm getting ready. I was about to be (laughs) like, water? (laughs) Article of clothing, plural. Article of clothing, plural. Let's go with... Jackets. Ooh, that's good. Relative. So, like, a relative, not a named relative, like a type. Grandpappy. Fantastic. (laughs) Piece of furniture. Counter? Sure. Verb ending in ing. Drowning. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, is it a bad one? (laughs) It's dark. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) And finally, an adjective. Um, frozen. Oh, that worked out great. Great. Okay. Uh-oh, I'm so, scared. <laughs> this, this is going to be interesting. Okay. So this is Campfire Stories. It is always fun to chop up some metal detectors and use them to build a scrappy campfire. Oh. Then you get all of the serpents to sit around the fire and tell scary stories. <laughs> you can tell about Ichabod Crane, the depressed schoolteacher of Sleepy Hollow, and his angry adventures with the headless ice. Or you can tell The Fall of the House of Cooper, which was written by Edgar Allan Lodge, or you can tell about vampires from Riverdale, like the terrible Count Andrews who bit people in the chest and drank their milkshake. <laughs> by this time, by this time, many of the young campers will start shapi- shaking in their jackets and will begin yelling for their grandpappy and go hide <laughs> under the counter. Believe me, when it comes to drowning a bunch of kids, there's nothing like a really frozen ghost story. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That last part was dark. (laughs) Yikes. That was a good one, though. That was a good one. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too. And if you're a fan of Lost, which I know Robin is, I think. Me! We are recording a new episode of that this week, so go check that out. We have, how many episodes now? Four episodes of the show and two episodes of our podcast up. Mm Mm-hmm. You can follow at The on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. Tweet us with anything you'd like us to discuss or talk about or talk about with us or correct us on. We just like talking to you. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash And our Patreon is patreon.com slash If you like what we do here, please consider donating. We appreciate you. And our website is theaficionados.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. She also runs the Hundred script on Twitter. <laughs> I only talk about that on the Hundred one. Oh, I know, but every time you spell out your name, all I hear afterward is the rest of that sentence. Oh. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And, and that's I'm it. In. That's the season yeah we did when we say tune in next week but uh pretty much if you have any ideas for hiatus let us know right now um we're thinking about uh closer to the end of july talking about to riverdale and back again and we'll also be doing uh some trailer reactions once that comes out for season two and maybe perhaps like a little comic-con special for whatever comic-con info we get we don't know yet But let us know if you have a great idea. Yeah. And uh, we'll be, we'll definitely be back. Yeah, we'll be back for next season. (laughs) Yes. So, like, may we meet again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.